What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to another episode of In the Know, brought to you by our great sponsor, betonline.ag. And it's a great website. You should check it out. Mason, we've had quite an eventful week for for the Pelicans. I mean, they've certainly made up some ground in this playoff race with Memphis. They had a, an eventful road trip heading out west where they took care of business in Sacramento. They pull out a win in Utah, close game coming down they actually won a game in the clutch for once I mean and then they weren't able to take care of the Clippers on the road but going two and one on this road trip very impressive while Memphis has lost two straight there is a two-game gap between the two in the win column I'm I don't know man I feel like I keep saying this the Pelicans are on track they're taking care of business against teams that are below 500 like the Kings and they were able to steal away a win against Utah coming out 109-105. It's too early to say Memphis has this locked up. Don't you think? Yeah, for for sure. I mean, that that was to to get a win for New Orleans and that that's a one of the toughest back-to-backs they've had all season uh at Utah at Clippers and to come I mean, a win I think is as much as you're going to be able to ask for in that situation. So uh, going two and one, they definitely stole a win in the standings. Coupled with a, 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 I think you would call that reasonably a coin flip game that Memphis had against Portland and lost a heartbreaker one thirteen to one ten. So I mean, those two things coupled together, I think I think definitely puts the Pelicans in a good spot. Um, I don't want to say it gives them cushion to to lose another game like the Timberwolves game, but it certainly you know it makes you feel a little bit better given they're only two back now and um, and the schedule continues to get. Uh, easier uh from here i mean they've got <laughs> they, they play one more team the rest of the season that has a winning record and philly. that's um yeah and that's philly that's it and we don't we don't know and beads back um you know we don't know ben, what simmons status is going to be right um yeah so um yeah i mean it's a it, it's almost as good of a week as you could have realistically hoped for yeah i i think utah not having gobert for their game really made <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> 
damn it. I, Dude, I, was, I, I killed it, man. I killed it. Nah, I thought I could make it until I said go bear. And then, and then it, all, it all went to hell. Um, sorry, Pelicans fans. We, we kind of had this whole thing planned, but um, I can't keep my mouth We could still restart and try again. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good keeping it. That was a good run. Whatever. Um, speaking of Rudy Gobert, perhaps the most uh, unpopular or popular player in the league right now. Well, since we last talked, the Pelicans had their game canceled. They weren't the only one. The entire NBA season is canceled. Actually, whole cities are on the verge of being canceled. Pretty much every sporting event there is is canceled. Um, and it, it all kind of was an avalanche after Rudy Gobert tested positive uh, for COVID-19, and which is led to a number of hilarious subplots in and of themselves because of the whole touching the mics thing and him taking it irresponsibly to stories that have come out of that locker room where Donovan Mitchell and some of the other players were just not happy with how recklessly he, he acted or Rudy Gobert acted during this whole process. So Donovan Mitchell tested positive. Rudy Gobert tested positive. Christian Wood has tested positive. I'm pretty sure that there are a number of people, maybe not in the NBA, um, but, you know, just around that are, have this virus and, and haven't officially been able to get a test or, or been able to confirm their diagnosis. And it's, it's really telling that every sports league in the, in the country and actually internationally, most sports leagues are just shutting down and, Maybe maybe this would not have happened. No, that's not true. It definitely would have happened regardless of Gobert or not. It's just ironic that Gobert was the person to set it all off. Yeah. Um it's it's been it's been a tough, tough few days. Um, but obviously and I, I think you're right, even though we wanted to deny it and I mean I I was um my idiot self after after McNamara who called this about 24 hours before it happened um yeah uh oh yeah or maybe even earlier that day called this I I'm I'm just thinking to myself and I I think I'm pretty sure I tweeted this is like yeah the only way I think this thing comes crashing down is because of the lodging situation and you know you're you can pretty much control most of what a player does uh, as far as the travel and to and from the arena and how you approach that but then, you know, they're staying at a hotel probably and you can't really disassociate the team from other patrons of the hotel. And so that can be a problem. Uh, didn't really uh, consider the fact that someone may already have it. Uh, and um, since we've learned a little bit more about the virus since then, at least here in the States, about the incubation period. And, um, and you know, I mean, not to say that it wasn't readily available information before, but maybe we as, as American citizens didn't know as much as we should have about it. Um, not everyone, but a lot of people, I would think, but, um, yeah, so this apparent in hindsight, McNamara was hundred percent, right. This was inevitable. Um, and you saw the trick, like, as you mentioned, the trickle down effect as soon as it happened in the NBA, um, it wasn't we even were, a trickle down. It was just, yeah. Just instantaneous almost I mean, every other league. Yeah. <laughs> and every other league cancels. I mean, it, it felt like an eternity between when the Ivy league canceled their conference tournament and this happened because everyone was. almost fuming mad about the fact that the Ivy League canceled it. Like, just play in an empty stadium. It's going to be fine. And then, like, I don't know if it was even two days later, maybe a day and a half, 
the, everything else is canceled. So, oh, maybe the guys who, who are working with Harvard and Yale and all the Ivy League schools know what they're doing. Um, and so here we are with, uh, with no sporting events for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, it was the morning of where they had just announced, yeah, Golden State will play its next few games without fans. And we're like, oh, I wonder how this is going to be. And we just never even got a chance to see that. And so pretty much the world, um, the basketball world has come to a standstill. And honestly, at this point, there's no end in sight to this hiatus because initially they had planned on regrouping after 30 days. And the more this disease is progressing and spreading across the States, the more it's looking like this is going to be a several months long affair. And honestly, at this point, it's unclear that the season's going to resume. I think the NBA and the board of governors definitely want that to happen, but I do think everything is on the table from cancellations to playing tournaments, to different schedule formats, to, to pretty much everything. So they're going to consider every possibility and, and, I don't really want to get too political on this podcast, but essentially if we as a country were more prepared for this, perhaps the outcome could have been a little bit different. Um, We're just in a situation now where everyone's trying to react to what is happening. And I'm not sure the reactions are, are happening quick enough. Um, Even now, arguably. Even now. And so, you know, we, we've seen, uh, San Francisco essentially going to shut down and as the first major city. And we're not far off, I think, from many other cities following suit. And you still have, you know, thousands of people crowding to places like Disneyland or um, going to the beach. And, and even in New Orleans up until last night, they were crowding Bourbon and the French Quarter and Magazine and, and all the above. And New Orleans itself has one of the highest rates of net new infections in the country it's, it's outpacing highest, yeah it's second highest per capita behind seattle which is where this all started in the u.s it's right it's, it's bad right and you know you, you're hearing these things where people are like well if you're young you don't have that much to worry about and, and that's just not true actually there's a great article on on nola.com in the advocate god they're the same thing now i keep forgetting but um there's a great article about a, a lawyer from kenner who was 45 years old and he was on a ventilator and he had no other health problems before that. Um, so, and, and you're seeing studies come out of uh, China and, and some of the other countries that are saying that, you know, the, some of the people that end up getting this disease don't ever return to full lung capacity. Um, so just be mindful, be, be aware, um, know that you don't have to be symptomatic to spread it. We just saw Donovan Mitchell get on video today saying, you know, he's shown no symptoms and had he not tested positive, he would have no idea. Um, And he's still within the the whole incubation period where it can be up to 14 days before you display any symptoms. And in those 14 days, a lot can happen. So I think Mm -hmm. how our cities and states and, and our country responds in the next coming weeks is going to be particularly telling, especially with regards to when we can anticipate sports and basketball coming back. I think, unfortunately, McNamara is right. I don't think this is going to come back anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's one thing that I think resonates broadly and it doesn't get into the, this specific virus or politics or anything like that, it's one thing that stuck with me is, uh, so this, uh, it was a tweet from a few days ago. It says, you won't ever know if you did, if what you did personally helped 
That's the nature of public health. When the best way to save lives is to prevent a disease rather than treat it, success often looks like an overreaction. And I think, I don't know, I just think that's really perfectly stated and people need to take this seriously and realize it's, it's not about them. Uh, it's about the collective. And if we want to have sports back, um, which is, seems pretty trivial at this point compared to things like human lives, um, it's really important to take that seriously. And uh, beyond the, the very good case study that you just mentioned about someone who was fully healthy, having serious problems with, you know, and, and with this uh, virus, you know, it's, it's just, it's a broad, it's going to take a broad effort. Um, and I hope that we can get to a place where we don't need an executive order or martial law to make people think about more than themselves. But all I'll say is I'm, I'm not optimistic, which is unfortunate, but that's, I don't, I don't know what evidence I have to suggest that people will behave <laughs> until they're um, told what specifically to do. I mean, France just went on lockdown today. Malaysia went on lockdown today. Their country's basically just saying, look, for two or three weeks, your rights are going to be limited. And you know what? If that's the cost of getting getting this country right and getting, you know, avoiding a, a potentially, uh, you know, exponentially worse outcome, I'm I'm all for that as well. Let's just get this right. Let's listen to the experts and get, get this done as well, get out of this as best we can. Well, I think you said one thing that everyone needs to pay attention to here is listen to the experts. Damn. (laughs) Right. But one thing in particular, which is listen to the experts. And experts have been saying for weeks that this is something we should be concerned about. And and now the CDC recommendation is um, no gatherings of more than 50 people for up to eight, the next eight weeks. That's two months. And I'm sure that this is going to update within the next week or so. So we got more than 10, um, no more than 10, even earlier today. Well, right. No more than 10. Actually, you're right. That is, that is the latest one. Gatherings are more than 10. I don't know if we had a timeline on that one, but it's just no more than 10 is what I remember hearing. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And in, in, especially in a country this size. And so look, there isn't anything to be gained by pretending you're, you're stronger than this disease or or not caring about it. Um, just, I think it's important for us to all do our part in, in containing it and preventing it from reaching others. With currently no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts and esports is on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, spelling bee, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. We can jump into a slate of questions that our users. I keep calling them users. God damn it. Um, our readers, straight week. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I need to get off of this, like this work from home stuff, Bef- man, like it's fried my brain. <laughs> Before we get to the questions, I do want to get feedback from uh, our followers, not our users, uh, as to if they would or wouldn't enjoy us just kind of starting off every week's podcast, pretending things actually happened, even though they didn't. I want to, I want to hear if that's something that everyone would enjoy and we can just kind of ad lib the hell out of it from week to week. So let, let us know what you think, or if we, if you if, honestly, other things you want to hear about from us. Um, obviously, we'll do as much as we can to talk about basketball and the Pelicans, um, but understanding that it's it's uh, unprecedented times right now. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So please give us that that feedback. So we can we can dive into some of these questions, which are, are not always basketball related, because again, like we have a lot of time on our hands and people are trying to figure out what to do with it. So we can start right off the bat with kind of like a preparedness question. This is from Remy, Remy McSwain. And he says, since it feels like a hurricane is coming and none of us can evacuate, if stuck inside for an abnormal amount of time, how are you prepping your bar slash fridge? What are your drinks of choice, favorite brands, et cetera? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And one that's one of the things keeping, keeping us sane in, in these dark times. Um, I, <laughs> we went, so we went to the grocery store twice in the last week. Um, re- we realized the first time we went that we didn't get near enough stuff. And it's not like we're not, you know, we're not trying to hoard for like a lot of people are doing. We're not buying a thousand dollars worth of groceries. That said, we are trying to limit our, our, the amount of times we have to go out. And so we tried to do, we did try to stock up a little bit and that includes the bar, of course. Um, things I added, um, I've got a, a few different whiskeys sitting here, added some, uh, added some gin to the mix. I'm either, I'm a gin or like a whiskey bourbon guy. Not, don't really mess with vodka or tequila too much. Um, and then just um, a, an assortment of mostly hoppy type beers. Um, that's where I am. That's where I am right Ooh, now. Ooh, amazing drinks, IPAs. Yeah, classic millennial, right? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. about you? So I, I am stocked with nothing when it comes to alcohol um, or any any type of drink. So let me tell you about Atlanta where you can go into grocery stores and not buy beer and, and liquor. There's separate beer and liquor stores where you're allowed to purchase said things. Only thing you can really buy at grocery stores is wine and I'm living by myself and I'm not going to drink wine by myself. Um, so yeah, I, I have nothing stocked. If I, if I did, it'd be, um, it'd probably be some, some sort of something dark, something like coffee, like a coffee stout or something. Oh yeah. So that's what you were drinking when we were, uh, we were watching the game uh, like a month ago or so. Yeah. So something, something like that. Uh, but yeah, nothing stocked. I do, I did for the first time in a long time buy uh, some snacks and mostly just potato chips and some like hummus cups. And I bought some Publix brand pimiento cheese dip and it was nasty. It was just the most disgusting thing I ever tasted. (laughs) Um, Tasted like plastic. So I threw it away, Um, which unfortunate, but whatever. I have been trying to purchase milk and it's cleared out. Every time I go, I'm just going to stop going to the grocery store. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's weird because none of y'all drank milk before this started happening. So like what, all, <laughs> all of a sudden you care about your bones now? Like I don't, I don't believe it for one second. And what are you going to do? With, I, I saw pictures of people like buying like eight gallons of milk at Costco. And I'm like, what? That's, that shit's going to go bad. What are you going to do with that? So yeah, I, I might have to make a trip to the grocery store like early in the morning, right as it opens. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. We'll see where I am with that situation. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty stocked when it comes to food and got a good amount of frozen um, meals. Got a good amount of pasta. Got a amount of beans. Got a good amount of fruit. Some veg like vegetables. Yeah, I went. I doubled down on the fruit too. Um, I I usually my two go tos, and this could be another podcast in of itself. Are are pears and plums? Those are the two things I like most. And Weird, I went. Okay. I, <laughs> I went. Uh, 
we get nectarines and I got apples and well, she always does apples, but uh, cause she's normal, I guess. Unlike me. Um, and then strawberries and we've got, we're good on the fruit front. Uh, usually I'm, I opt for the unhealthy snacks and I, I guess for whatever reason, I try to be a little healthier this time, but we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, I have one dessert in the house, which is a jar of Nutella and, um, <laughs> I've been eating it more than I should be eating it because Nutella is basically like 50% butter or oil. It's just, <laughs> it's not like not even chocolate. It's just fat, fat I, condensed into chocolate. Um, I, I, I will say from a candy perspective, it's not often you find that the Easter candy is on sale before Easter, which I guess is what happens when you have coronavirus uh, outbreaks. But um yeah, got some, uh, this is going to be, I, th- you're going to give me either a, there's no in-between for the response I'm sure I'm about to get from you. Uh, sweet tart jelly beans. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. not into that stuff. I'm just into chocolate. I'm much more of like a fruit candy. Type. But the thing is like, if I'm eating dessert, I need milk and I don't have milk, which is a problem <laughs> because like I've been lazy and eating like oatmeal for dinner just because I don't want to cook something. And I can't, and I like to cook my oatmeal with milk. I mean, I can make it with water, but it's just not fun. That sounds awful. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I want to make oatmeal or sometimes for dessert, I have cereal and I know there's a lot of people judging me right now, but whatever, that's, that's how I stay away from the truly damaging things. So me having Nutella in the house is a first in, in three months. Um, yeah, so that is that is how I am prepped. We can move on to a basketball question, though. So uh, let me ask you, what does this team look like when they come back? Is Lonzo going to have an offseason before an offseason? Is <laughs> Zion going to have a mid-range game? Is JJ going to be back? Is Darius Miller going to be back? Um, well, if Darius Miller's back, that's where we better make the playoffs because that's a title team. Um, but if uh, – yeah, so – I guess it depends on whether or not they're going to have a playoffs or not. And, and listen, my, if I think I, I would assume if the NBA the, had one choice of either uh, playing a, playing a playoffs for this year and then shortened NBA season next year, or just having no playoffs and a full season next year, they've got to go with the short, they got to go with the playoffs in the short season. I mean, just from a money perspective, playoffs, play, the, the playoff revenue comes in for, for, uh, I mean, owners would like it the league would like it because that's when they get their highest viewership on cable networks and the, with the TV deal. Um, I, I got to feel like that would be what they want to do if, all, if at all possible. I'm not saying it is, but um, that would probably be bad news for the Pelicans because I think that if, it, if they're off for as long as I, we both, I think expect them to be off for, I don't even know how you do, how you create time for an eighth seed tournament. Um, but uh, assuming that's all ha- that all happens and they're actually coming back to play a, um, and they play some games in this season before another break, uh, I don't expect <laughs> I don't expect much in terms of improvements. In fact, it might be the opposite. Uh, it's got, players are, you know, maybe they're working on they're in the gym when they can be in the gym, but I don't think they're. Uh, I don't know. I would be there. There's only that one coach one basket one player policy that they have across the league where you can't be working out with other players or I guess you maybe have to have half the gym to yourself um so I don't know I'm I'm not exactly optimistic about players expanding their games I think they're just going to try to want to stay in shape uh as well as they can and, and 
I don't know if you can treat it like a true off season. You, I'm you disagree? worried, man. I basically I'm worried for Zion. No, the takes. No, it's look. The takes. Look, I I think it is a reasonable thing to be worried about that he was just now playing himself into game conditioning, and now he's not going to have games to do it anymore. And they're not allowed to have official practices, so he's not going to be able to get a lot of strenuous work in. So I just hope that he's able to at least have some sort of structure, uh, workout program, some sort of some sort of meal program. I'm not saying that he's a little fat boy, but <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> I don't want him to become a little fat boy over this this offseason. So Griff's gonna be at his house three times a week and in a safe distance of course, but Griff's <laughs> gonna blow up his phone. That's what Griff's gonna do. Yeah, so um I don't know if this is gonna be good for any player, to be honest. We'll we'll see what, what happens regarding that. I, I do think that we're gonna be in a situation where like not only is Darius Miller going to be back, but Kevin Durant's going to be back. Steph Curry's going to be back. Klay Thompson's going to be back. I think things are going to last that long. I think like Boogie, yeah, like Boogie Cousins could come back, and then the Lakers could pick him up again. Can they? Yeah, you're allowed to pick up a player that you waived. Yeah, I guess so. But will he be better? Yeah, I don't know. We know Boogie doesn't hold a grudge. That's not yeah. something he does. Um, anywho, we can move on to the next question. Do you have one? Uh, we we got to hit the – oh, no, we got to do this one. So <laughs> uh, Brian Toporek asks if Gobert is canceled. Yes. Gobert was always canceled. <laughs> always canceled. He was never a thing. He was always canceled in the city of New Orleans, especially after – this year with the egregious foul on Brandon Ingram and then the, the weird lob foul that they gave him credit for um, that took away Brandon Ingram's game winner. Yeah, Gobert has been canceled, and he is now doubly canceled, and he's looks like it's he's canceled from the Jazz as well. Because <laughs> Seriously, man. And so that is going to be an interesting little thing because Donovan Mitchell even said today, he was like, yeah, like it took me a while to cool off. And I'm like, sheesh. Um, so I have no no idea what that's going to look like. He was in line for a Supermax, which let's take a moment to talk about potential cap ramifications. No one really yeah. asked us this because yeah. this, this is something I'm genuinely interested in. The league is going to lose something to the order of hundreds of millions of dollars, if not a billion or two. That's going to drastically drive down the basketball-related income and then – therefore drive down the cap what i want to know is how much the cap drops like could we look could we be looking at so it was projected at 115 million could we be looking at a hundred hundred under 100 million i and the question from there is if it's a significant drop they you know when they had the huge jump uh when the tv deal came in they talked about a smoothing situation um where they would build that jump in over time uh, if the opposite happens, I have to imagine the same discussions on the table, right? I mean, are, I mean, can I don't you, think so. Can you do that? Because it's easy to smooth when you have money in hand, but when you've yep. already lost all that money and owners are entitled to 51% of it and they're not going to be like, nope, we're, we'll, we're, we'll, we'll smooth this in. I don't think that that happens. Like, cause where, where are you borrowing that future money from? It's going to be, have to be fronted by the owners. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly the concern. I just, yeah, it depends on how, I guess, how confident you are in the uh, future projections and yeah, that's a tough sell for owners. So um, if, if the only, you already know Tillman Ferret is going <laughs> to show that in a heartbeat. I, I thought we were, I, I was hoping we'd get there. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a significant question for like, Ingram cannot be a happy person right now. I mean, th- obviously. Well, so, think- so let's, let's talk about Ingram's. Um, let's talk about Ingram's max contract. So realistically, if the cap was 115 million and it drops down to hundred million, he gets 25% of the cap. His earnings go from 29 million a year on average to 25 million a year. And so he's taking about a 4 million hit um, per year. And that will come around to 16 to 20 mil over, over the life of his deal. Maybe, maybe a little more depending on, yeah. um, raises and and whatnot so that to me is fascinating uh numerically dropping down from 29 to 25 i don't think brandon ingram would use the word fascinating but go off yeah of course of course of course he would. <laughs> but so that 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 opens up two questions is if he sees the situation he's like oh well let me just lock in a guaranteed deal because you never know what's going to happen in the future um and he locks it in and let's say you you lock in a four four year 100 million dollar deal um you know he he gets the player option sure um so so the player option so four plus one um the player option would be on the fifth year but if if it was a normal summer and we said oh well brandon ingham got four years 100 million we would have been looking that as a steal right and so if if the cap jumps back up later on, you are p- potentially creating a situation where you have a guy that's on a below market deal, um, a below market max, and that is what I mean is it's going to be fascinating because it's not quite to the extreme that the Warriors had it with with Steph Curry, but you're looking at um, a major member of your core and, and a star player that's just underpaid that allows others to get paid and allows you to bring in and retain talent that you already have. You know who else this is interesting for? Who? Anthony Davis. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it has you think to be he just, little, he right? just opts in. Yeah. Yeah. But the cap, I mean, the two, the 2021 ramifications on that are interesting as hell. Like, forget this, forget 2020. But, you know, if he opts in, then he becomes a free agent in the mega free agent class too. I don't think that changes anything for him though. Probably not, but I mean. I mean, he's a max player either way. That's what I mean to say. Sure, sure. Yeah, financially speaking, I, yeah, I, I get it. But there are, it, there's a situation in 2020 where even if, you know, there aren't that many teams who can even offer him a max contract because of their, their cap situation and the teams that can are shitty and he's not going to want to go there. Um, and this is not to say that he, he was, I expect him at all to leave the Lakers, even in 2021, given how good they've been this year. Um, but I think it is at least a little more interesting when you have a bunch of teams in 2021 that are positioning for Giannis. And I think Giannis is the prize there, obviously over AD, but if you can't get Giannis and you want to go for Anthony Davis, that's not a bad fallback. And so I think that that's another very interesting wrinkle. But um, oh, that is a good point. Like my like all the teams that are hoarding cap space yep. for Giannis. That's a good point. 
I mean, this is a year of LeBron that's being wasted. He's not getting younger. Yeah. Um, Honestly, then, we should just give LeBron MVP for putting up with the coronavirus, you know? <laughs> yeah. A true well, testament to his skill and leadership. Yeah, absolutely. You really can't say enough about it. I, I think what this does is it creates a situation where I think there it's less likely you're you're able to secure a guy like Lonzo or Josh Hart on an extension this summer. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, although neither of those guys are going to be maxes, so so let's let's talk about Lonzo for a second because I think we, you and I, both agree that he's probably going to push north of twenty million, or around twenty million. Or do you do you disagree with that? Um, I think even I, I think now I'm more inclined to agree with you. Um, I think if I, I'm I, I'm more and more buying into the shooting being a thing, and if assuming it is, and then I know we've talked about how the average starting point guard salary in the league is uh, beyond rookie contracts is around that number, um, but it just depends on how you view Lonzo um, in terms of is he a traditional point guard versus not, um, and but I think regardless what he's been doing recently is he, he's going to get that number from somewhere, right? And so. What does he need to do to be a max player? Where not necessarily that the Pelicans are like, we're going to give you the max, but some team with cast base is like, you know what? We're just going to give him a max. Be a real point guard? Okay. Like a guy who you trust in the half court to run an offense and, and make defenses respect your ability to attack. Um, so there, think- you don't think there's a situation where he, he's like, that that off ball player in the half court where he can max he can max out skills to become a max point guard uh or does he need that that driving capability i feel like he needs it or you've got to he's got to show more than i've seen from him defensively this year cuz he had i mean he had that kind of reputation and honestly he's i think he has gotten better as the season's gone on he i mean he was he kind of checked out a decent amount early on but um I don't know. I, I feel like he's got to do a lot to get to a max contract level. Um, I don't see it, but um, yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's totally impossible, which I think if you had asked us both the same question three months ago, we would have probably laughed. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm one of the reasons I'm upset the Pelicans don't have an opportunity to make the playoffs is the Pelicans would have then had the ability to see how guys like Ingram and Lonzo do in these high stakes situations. And that kind of colors your, your valuation of them. And so mm-hmm. again, their season's going to be given a big fat incomplete and they're going to have a lot of decisions to make whenever this off season happens yep. regarding of whether they want to bring these people. I think now it's more likely than it ever was that they just run it back. Right, on everybody. I mean the the core. Yeah. I I don't care about Frank Jackson and Jaleel Okafor and the fringe players. Yeah, so I mean, ultimately that conversation comes down to Derek Favors, right? Is there anyone else? Drew. Oh, like if you don't, uh, I guess what I'm saying true. is like you could have had a situation where Miami they played in the playoffs and then they realized, yeah, we are Drew Holiday away, or like this is our need. 
Yeah. But now, like, how does Miami or any other team that wants to evaluate that situation? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you could still see him flip bigs. Um, it's easier said than done, obviously, because you can use you can use uh, bird rights to keep favors, and you have to use probably your uh, either your biannual or your MLE to get it to replace him. Um, but uh, I think you know, I think it would be it would almost be the Pelicans uh, saving them from themselves in a way to to let favors walk and use the MLE on a big or the biannual on a big and not not have that much salary space committed to because that's that's an interesting negotiation now too right because Derek favors if, if the cap's going to fall for the next couple of years like that's that makes your decision on Derek favors even more potentially complicated yeah but I also feel like that depresses his value even more if that cap falls less and even the, the few other teams yep. that had space will have yep. no space so then, then you're asking is he more than a biannual level player yeah because who the hell is going to give him money yeah uh yeah, I mean, I could see, I could still see him getting close to or the full MLE, um, but I'm not saying that's. I, I no longer would say that's maybe a, a very likely scenario, just a possibility. Um, I wonder if they're going to do like if the tax falls that far. There's already a a bunch of teams that have over 100 million plus committed guaranteed oh what are the um, tax implications well that, yes yeah, so that's that's what i was going to get to is do they just freeze the luxury tax for that year yeah i don't think they will for a lot of teams that weren't planning on being in the tax or surprise hearing down the road is gonna be so mad <laughs> i think i think the pellet oh my god the rockets <laughs> are gonna be ter- oh my goodness i i, I think i think that it can create a situation where the Pelicans have to question at least with Brandon Ingram's max. I mean, his max is going to be proportionally lower, but still makes it makes the favors decision easier. If that's the case. Yeah. You, you let him. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, you're letting, you're, you're probably letting him walk. You're letting Darius Miller walk for sure. Yeah. You would definitely let the Frank Jackson's and Jaleel Okafor's walk. And, and I think you try to keep Ken rich. Sure. But yeah, I agree. Frank's gone at a, at a so minimum, and then so like those end of roster spots, maybe you do end up using all four of your second round picks and signing them to rookie minimum contracts. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, you know, DD is getting signed. Then, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, hmm. I can't believe we have to wait many months to find out. Yeah, right. I mean. You know, also, like, what other – I can't remember. What did the NBA do in the lockout year when they shortened the season? They Did they prorate contracts? Oh, that's a good question. I have no clue. Because there's a very possible scenario where the next season's shorter. So, um, is that – does that have a – like, how does that – that combined with the potential drop in salary cap, does that – what does that do? I have no clue. Yeah, layers, layers to the shit. Cool. Well, next question. It's going to be a morbid one. What would be your last meal? A homemade one or a restaurant dish? Uh, hmm. It's something. It's something home cooked. I got. I go home and something from. Man, it'd probably be like a dish from 
like my dad's steak on the grill along with something my mom, something uh, my mom made, uh, maybe, maybe like a salmon for my mom and a steak for my dad, a little surf and surf or, or some sort of Louisiana themed dish, like, um, like crawfish Monica or something like that, I think. But I'm definitely taking both of those, not just one of them and making it one meal. Cause it's my last meal and it's my rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I would definitely go home cooked. I think my mom is one of the best cooks in the world and I'll probably eat anything she makes. Not even going to pick. I would be very okay with that same situation. Cool. All right. Um, next question coming right back. Uh, I will ask you this question and no one's asked us this, but what are you planning on doing to spend time in lieu of watching basketball? Huh. Uh, man. I haven't even come to that type of kind of real reality yet. Um, Cause I mean, it, it does feel like, even though it feels like it's been an eternity since this whole thing really got real, which I feel like is midweek last week. And it's, it's really still only been like five days. Um, but uh, we're, we're talking about actually um, uh, my fiance and I got a text from our friends who we've, that were live, used to live in Chicago and now live in Atlanta. And we're, we're thinking about doing like a virtual game night. So there's, we got that. Um, so we got to figure out logistically how that works, but that's something we can at least try to do. Um, maybe cooking more. I don't know. Um, it's, but it's going to be, we did a, we did a, uh, workout virtual workout class or the gym that we belong to, uh, opened up there, uh, on demand type classes for free for the next 30 days because of what's going on. And so, uh, that was also a, a nice, um, uh, release, I guess, because I'm getting kind of stir crazy being cooped up here. But um, so that's a few things. Uh, what about you? Yeah, man. I think I don't know if they're gonna like let us go on runs, but I'm planning on running more um, outside as soon as like the weather stops raining because it's been raining for four months straight here. Uh, I think I have already put in a lot of work on the Spider-Man video game. I went from like two percent completion to seventy percent completion in like three days. Um, I have quite a backlog of video games to finish. I have to finish God of War. I have to finish Witcher 3. I have to, I mean, Call of Duty's Warzone came out. I've played with a few of y'all already. And I'm always down to play some shooters because that's really my genre. It takes me quite a bit to leave that safe space. So Spider-Man and and God of War so far, um, are definitely holding up their end of the bargain. I have a lot of reading to finish. I have like three or four books here at home that I need to complete. And if at that point I've exhausted all of those options, I will probably start picking up some projects like coding projects and trying to teach myself things like design or I don't know. That's what what one of the guys, uh, Christian Clark wrote an article about that. Um, uh, just ask some people, uh, season ticket holders, what they plan to do with no basketball. I think one person said, yeah, I'll, I'm going to learn to learn to code. <laughs> yeah. Um, I already, but, uh, like, thankfully, like I already have a background there. And so I just haven't been, um, I haven't really had the time to pursue like fun projects of, of things I'd want to do. And so maybe now, now would be a good time to do some cool analytical based things. 
You, you mean you don't want to rewatch the 2002-2003 New Orleans Hornets season? I could. But, but I mean, a lot of I, things on the list before that. I, I could do some McGregor Straders right now. I, I caught up on some TV shows. I caught up on The Expanse. All good there. Um, I don't currently have HBO, so I am limited to what I can watch there. If y'all want to hook mm-hmm. me up with a login, uh, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think there's probably a few Netflix shows I need to watch, but I'm not really in a TV watching mood at the moment. Uh, I just have a lot of video games and books to cover first. Nice. I don't own the last video game console I own was a PlayStation 3, and I still I still have it, um, but it's just collecting dust. And um, I don't. This hasn't drove, driven me to even want to buy a game console at this point. Um, but I'll I'll let you know where I stand in a few weeks. If it, it really just depends on how long this drags on and how long it takes for us as a country to get our shit together and get and deal with this. Um, and maybe I'll be driven insane enough by not being able to go out of the house that that becomes a need for me. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Well, I think that's enough for, for this episode. We're definitely going to be back. We're definitely going to be asking y'all for questions, staying in touch with how you are hunkering down and hopefully being able to provide you updates and we'll see. I think now's a good time for us to start exploring some guests because a lot of people have time on their hands. Yep. Yep, and uh, one more one more shout out uh, for our sponsor because even though it's uh, going to be maybe a little tougher to find how to use it, they did uh, drop a couple hundred bucks to every everyone on Blue Wire's accounts to use, and so um, definitely want to you know give them another shout because it's a super awesome thing that they did for us, and uh, they're really you know they're, they're they've been a great sponsor to our podcast, and want to you know definitely. Now, don't just skip past the ad to check it out. And uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, even though, again, there's not much in the way of sports to bet on right now, it's still, uh, you know, still, still kind of fun. So um, check them out. Yep. Thanks for listening, folks. Enjoy your quarantine. everyone my name is colin kelly and i have one question for you do you love fantasy football and do you want to win in 2021 then be sure to check out rotoviz overtime and all the other rotoviz podcasts with new shows dropping every day on blue wire we've got you covered for all things fantasy football subscribe to rotoviz overtime today